0: Hey, welcome to Sunday Messages. We pray this message inspires and encourages you to go deeper in an overflowing relationship with Jesus. Welcome to our live podcast recording. (laughs) New Year's Eve day. Celebrate all that God has done. It's so good. It's so
1: good. I can't, I can't, it's hard to believe that it is the 31st of December and we're getting ready for another year. Do y'all have
0: a good Christmas? Everyone's good. How was Christmas Eve? Am I right? Everybody ate. Raise your m- hand if you were here for Christmas Eve services, like a good Christian. Raise your hands if you're here for just both kidding. Christmas love Eve you services. All. Just kidding. Love you all. Love Two you hands. all. Love you Two hands. It was such it was an incredible time to be here. We saw so many faces. It was love amazing. It, it was amazing.
1: And then post, you know, it was just food, oh. you know, all week long. God eating. bless turkey. I tried to be so good for the weeks leading up to Christmas and then just blew it all out of the water. This
0: is feasting season, my man. You know
1: what I, you know what the problem is? Is I try to eat healthy and then you start the New Year's trying to be healthy, but my stocking is full of chocolate. Facts. And so you you almost feel like compelled to eat all the chocolate. You have to in the week, so it, that it's it does not anyone tempting have you. that
0: Last Supper mentality? Like I'm just gonna I'm gonna do this really good, just this one time, and then tomorrow I'm gonna start. Does anybody yeah, yeah. like oh, that? Yeah. I'm d- like that. My
1: diet always starts tomorrow. Oh, it's always. always tomorrow. Always. I don't know if anyone's with me on that, but anyway. I love it. We had a great. It was awesome. What a great loved season. it and uh, loved being able to yeah. celebrate so Easter, Christmas together. Easter. <laughs> Almost. Dear, it's gonna be that day. It's gonna be that day. <laughs> But uh, here we are. So we're so for, excited for, to be for here. those who don't know me, my name is Adam and this is Spencer, and we're the pastors here at the Harbor. And every Monday for the really since I think it's since Easter actually. Yeah. Since our solo series. Just after, yeah. Uh, we started doing uh called the Sunday Encore, where we on Monday we discuss, we go to we have a little room downstairs where these mics are set up and we, we discuss the sermon and we, we just talk about it practically and and I, I absolutely love talking to Pastor Spencer about the Bible and about Jesus. He is so in love with Jesus, and he loves the Bible, and, it, and it's, it's Please, so... You don't need to clap at <laughs> that. No, it is. It, and uh, and we, have an, we have an amazing time. We aim for 30 minutes, and if you know no, me... No, we don't. We aim
0: for 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, we our aim for 10 minutes. is 30 minutes. <laughs> That's a lot.
1: And we're aiming for th- 45 minutes today, and hopefully we'll be out by 1130, 1230. Maybe 12 o'clock. It'll Tomorrow. be good. Tomorrow? Tonight. Tonight. We're going to ring in the New Year tonight. Welcome um, to the
0: Christmas or the New Year's praise party. <laughs> Sorry. Joke's on you. We're here till midnight. Just
1: kidding. Anyway, what we wanted to do today, and, and just in a real casual way, so hopefully, you know, if you got your, your sweater on, I wore my sweater to make me feel comfortable today. So some, It's a sweater I found in my closet buried under all my clothes, so I didn't know it was there and put it on today for the first time. Looking good. Feeling good. Feeling grandpa-like almost. Merry Christmas. But uh, anyway, just hanging out, what we wanted to do is is actually take a look and remember back. yeah uh, it was funny we, we were just thinking about it this morning. If anyone see the movie Elf, you know you watch the Christmas movie, you watch the movie Elf and there's a scene where Santa Claus has delivered all the gifts and he comes back and he's in with the elves and there's only four elves. I don't know how they make all these gifts with only four of them, but anyways, there's four elves, five elves and he's celebrating, hey, good job everybody, it's Christmas Eve. Good job. You did a great job. Now let's start preparations for next year, you know, for next, next Christmas. Year. And I feel like that's kind of our culture, right? Like we we do something, we accomplish something, we get something done, yeah. and then we're just on to the next thing. Like we, we don't spend a lot of time looking back yeah. and remembering and critiquing or and evaluating, savoring the moment. Savoring the 12 moment. days
0: of Christmas starts on Christmas, not leading up to Christmas. Did you know that? It's true. <laughs> Celebrate Christmas all the way through the new year.
1: Yeah. And so what we wanted to do is we wanted to just take a moment and discuss kind of how we would normally discuss kind of like on a Monday and discuss the goodness of God. Or we're just going to kind of invite you into the conversation. I hope you're okay with that. You really don't have a choice. So uh, uh, we're going to discuss that. But really, it starts from this idea. Joshua 4 is kind of our root text. Okay, So Joshua 4. Joshua is now the leader of the people of Israel, the nation of Israel. And he's instructed to cross the Jordan River into the Promised Land. And in the process of doing that, God instructs Joshua to instruct the leaders of the tribes of Israel to gather 12 large stones, not little stones, not pebbles, but stones like you have to carry it. They instructed to carry it on your shoulder. So these large stones from the middle of the Jordan River where the priests are standing holding the Ark of the Covenant grab 12 stones, bring them to the other side, and set up a memorial. Mm. And I want you to build a statue or build a a memorial or a pile of stones, essentially. Um, A pile of stones. And it says in Joshua 4, verse 7, it says, These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. So not only is it going to be an opportunity for you, you who crossed the Jordan River, to look back and remember what God has done, but it says later on in the text that even the future generations mm-hmm. and future descendants, when they come across and they see this pile of stones, they'll be able to ask, hey, what do these stones mean? Yeah. And you're able to look back and remember the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God. Yeah, And, and I think sometimes, again, going back to our, our human condition of always looking at the next thing, we mm-hmm. don't do that very well. Mm-hmm. You know. And it's not an idol. We're not setting up an idol. We're not setting up a, something to worship. But it's a something to remember the goodness of God.
0: Yeah, it's cool in that text, because Moses is writing this from all the way later. And well, at the end of this book, but writing through the, the. sorry, Joshua is writing this. And yeah. he says, um, and they're still there to this day.
1: And they're still there to this day.
0: Obviously not the like 2023 when we're reading it. But when he's writing it, which is all the way at the end of the story, meaning that generations after generations after generations has gone to this Memorial that they have built to actually remember what God has done. Totally. And I think
1: sometimes we need that physical reminder. You know, I know on launch Sunday, we gave her one of those pink spoons. This is a reminder. You're part of a pink spoon, people. If I was a really good... We were going to give you a boulder. If it was really good, I would have given you a stone before you (laughs) left today. But that missed. I missed that. (laughs) But listen, we want to do remember. And so again, we're not talking about physical stones, we're talking about living stones, recognizing that, listen, that the faithfulness of God, the goodness of God, we are representations of God's goodness. Mm -hmm. Every one of our lives, every one of you today are memorials to God's goodness, memorials to God's faithfulness, that God has sustained you and protected you and flourished within you and saved you and guided you and guarded you and directed you. Every one of us, our lives are a testimony to his Faithfulness and to his goodness. And so today, we're not just talking about the physical building. We're talking about people. Yeah, our lives are living stones. Our living stones, our lives. And every name, every number that we're going to talk about today is a name. And every name has a story. And every story matters to God. Like that's just the reality. And uh, I I think God does care about numbers. I I think God is very passionate looking for more people. There's a whole book
0: devoted to it.
1: Whole book devoted to numbers. He was waiting. He I was, was so waiting, for, waiting that for that moment. <laughs> 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 waiting for that moment. And so today we wanted to just pause, remember Psalm 77, just a couple foundation pieces to get us going is, it says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles long ago, and I will consider your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. And I mm-hmm. love, there's two words. It's like remembering is one thing. Yeah. Like, it's good to look back and remember, but he's, the psalmist is saying, don't just remember, I want you to meditate on it, which is actively thinking about, yeah. right? It's actively sitting on it, thinking about it, connecting it to God, and seeing God's faithfulness in our lives. And I think sometimes, I'm not a journaler, I wish I was, but the times that I have journaled, it causes you to to. Meditate because Mm -hmm. you're now you're writing down your thoughts. You're thinking through your thoughts a little bit more than just passively thinking, you know, and I think there's something good about meditating on the faithfulness of God and seeing how God's faithfulness is sustained through all of the season. And uh, so what we want to do is we're going to do that. We're going to just remember and and we're going to meditate on the goodness of God. Absolutely. So before we do that, I just want to, if you're new to the church and new to our church, we, we kind of operate on two things is that we our mission is leading people into an overflowing relationship with Jesus. We believe that that is our mission. Um, but how we do that is there's these kind of four steps. We call them our discipleship strategy or a pathway for spiritual growth, whatever you want to call it, where we invite people to experience life to live in community, to discover purpose, and to make a difference. Really, right. this is all we do as a church. We yeah. experience life through our gatherings, through our Sunday morning gatherings and through our counter nights. We live in community through groups. It's our strategy through groups, small groups. We're going to talk about that. We discover purpose through training. Mm-hmm. That's what growth track is and, and other training that we do as a teams. And then we make a difference through teams by serving together, by serving others together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and really, this is our strategy for... This is, you know, discipleship isn't just sitting in a class. Discipleship actually happens when you're doing all of these things in tandem. You're doing all these things in conjunction with yeah. one another. Because actually, spiritual formation happens more in serving than it does in sitting. Absolutely. And if you've been sitting all week, ask, and sitting all year, thinking, hey, I'm going to grow just by sitting more, I'm telling you, you will grow more by serving than just yes. sitting. It's true. And so if you are if you feel like you've reached kind of a plateau in your faith and you haven't grown, the question will be like, are you serving? <laughs> And as you're serving, stretching you, as you're serving, as you're serving, por- forcing you to learn in order to serve others effectively and, uh, and to grow. And so I would encourage you to do it. So we're going to kind of walk through these kind of four categories today and just kind of discuss and celebrate the goodness yeah, of
0: God. That's awesome. Yeah. So we can kick it off with the first one, experience life where we talk, um, just about services, about all that God has done in growth in, yeah. um, in the amount of people coming, in the amount of things that we've seen done. So why don't we walk through that and talk about
1: that? Absolutely. So experiencing life is really, at the end of the day, we do consider it a privilege that we get to create these moments and curate these opportunities for people to experience the love of Jesus. And when you when you come into the church and you see that Jesus changes everything on the sign, that's just not a slogan. That's just not a motto. That is something we truly mm-hmm. believe. And we truly believe that one moment in the presence of God will change your life forever. One true moment in the presence of Jesus will change your life. Yeah. And so like the psalmist in 122, we rejoice when, when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. We want the house of the Lord to be a place where you can rejoice and celebrate the goodness of God. I, I believe church shouldn't be a dirge or a funeral. Church should be the most exciting place to go in the world. Church should be the most exciting place to go because we're surrounded by fellow believers. We're, we're we're worshiping God who's the king of kings and lord of lords. There's hope. There's joy. There's peace. There's freedom in the presence of God and the presence of his people. And so I think church should be exciting. And so we are just committed to yeah. celebrating and inspiring and transformation and application. Absolutely. So we are continually taking steps in our journey with Jesus.
0: Yeah, and it's been so cool. Like even before we get into numbers and stuff like that, it's cool. This is um, for myself. This has been my first full year here. As one of whole December. year, one whole year. You'd Come on now, stop. Clapping. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, which has been awesome, but it's been so cool to see us as a community actually grow into that. Um, yeah. Even my first year here, or from my first day here, I was on the stage and I was like, "Oh, this is great." I'm so excited to see where we can go. And I've seen so many people come alive, so many people in their expression of worship and their excitement just just grow in incredible ways, which has been powerful. It's so good sitting in the
1: front and hearing everyone sing this morning and just audibly hearing your voices. It's just, it's an amazing experience. I just, I think growing in church and you know what, and this is a testament to not, you know, to to everybody because this last year we've seen our numbers grow. We've we've grown by almost 50% this year. In numbers. Yeah. Uh, and you feel that. Maybe you're coming in. You're like, I used to sit there, and that seat's not available anymore. Maybe you have that. that. F- <laughs>
0: oh, I ain't going to stop. It's going. <laughs>
1: and uh, and it's exciting to see. And, you know, and if you've been part of here the last couple of years, it's been 50% the year before. So 100% in two years we've grown. Kids ministry has grown. We've seen That's 31 cool. kids average downstairs every Sunday. Yeah. Um, and so, if you're serving in kids ministry, can we give a, a shout out to all Woo! of our kids ministry team? <laughs> serve and I love. We do our we do a team huddle every Sunday morning, and I love seeing those red shirts, oh, man. It's so love good. it, it's so good. So They're good. serving kids, and that 31 kids downstairs. I tell you what, <laughs> it's loud. You need, loud. Let you me need tell the you grace of God. <laughs> yeah. t- and they do such a great job under oh, Pastor so Pastor Ashley's leadership, and uh, yeah. we're just so grateful. Do you amazing. know that there are 26 people who serve every Average 26 people every Sunday who serve to make Sunday actually happen. Yeah. We have, we call them our dream team. Dream team. Teamwork makes the dream work. That's right. And uh, we have a dream teamers 20 on average 26 a Sunday, whether that's on the stage or in the back, downstairs, in the cafe, in the parking lot, in the lobby, just creating spaces for people to experience the love of Jesus. Yeah. And uh, man, we can't do it without those kind of people. Those people are amazing. If you're that, come on, let's give a round of applause for for all of our dream teamers. teamers.
0: That's amazing.
1: And I tell you, it's it's the best. It is the best. Yeah. And uh, so that's just it's it's not only that we get to accomplish something, but we're actually doing it together, which is like super exciting. It's not one of us; it's all of us working together. And so, um, on a real real spiritual note, this year I think out of the numbers that we have tracked, the numbers that we the names that we Mm -hmm. know, eighteen people have made a first time decision for Jesus this year.
0: Come on, come on. You're gonna celebrate something. Celebrate that. Come on
1: again, and every name. Every every number has a name. Every yeah. name has a story, That's right. and every story matters to God. That's right. And uh, we're excited for that. We've seen twelve people get baptized in water this summer, That's this amazing. year. And um, yeah. again, these are again these are all just steps, right? And I, I'm commit. I'm just committed to us as church, never stopping stepping, like never stop stepping. If you've been coming to church and you you're saved and you've been baptized and you've been filled with the Spirit and you just keep stepping, yeah. Just keep stepping. Don't stop stepping, and uh, and keep growing. Keep allowing Jesus to change your heart and open your mind, and to serve new people and to open your eyes to see the people around you. I tell you, that is how not only you will grow, yeah, in your followership, but it's also how you'll make a difference and you'll, and you'll make and give glory to Jesus. Yeah, you know?
0: that the whole discipleship track, the experience life, living community, discovery purpose, make a difference. There's no arrival to this track. It's a cyclical cycle where we always come in to church, we get to be together, we get to experience the presence of God, experience community in that way and get in another group and serve more, and continue to grow. And that yes. is just how we continue to grow. There's Absolutely. no plateau. There's no arrival. It's just something that we're working yeah. to. Just
1: think of it as rings on a tree. Just keep adding another ring to the tree. Just yeah. keep adding another ring to the tree. Sign of maturity. It's growth. That's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, it's funny. I, one thing I want to celebrate you, I want to celebrate that we we are a Jesus-centered Church, we're guest aware. We want to be guest aware. We try to be guest aware, in you know, what we do. And, and because of that, people are coming. And we We have a, a first-time guest, first guest survey that many people fill out. And it's interesting that 75% of people who come to our church are coming because somebody invited them to come. Wow. So 75% of people who are sitting in this room now are here because someone invited them to come. It could have been a family member or a friend. Yeah. And, and simply because they invited somebody to come, they came. Yeah, and and we and good and the faithfulness of God through that process, and so that's
0: incredible. I that's to, not just like church stats. That's like that's first time stats. guests who have come here. Seventy five percent of them are because someone invited them. Just just to make sure you got that.
1: Yeah, so that's pretty wild. So it just goes to show you the power of invitation. You know, we talk about bringing Jesus to people, which is when we leave this room and we go into our community. We're representing Jesus in our. In our schools and our homes and our workplaces and our communities, but then we also get this opportunity to invite G- people to Jesus yeah, on a Sunday. Absolutely. And listen, there's something about the power of an invitation. And they may say no. That's okay. Just keep living Jesus and and invite them again. They people say no to Jesus, all He just always is available. Just yeah. always be available, always be willing, and so we're excited about yeah, that's that. Incredible. And so I, I just I love seeing people come. I love seeing people grow. I wish we could go through stories. There's so many stories oh. of, of kids that are like, Ashley's telling us stories about kids yeah. who are opening up to Jesus and kids coming and then bringing their parents and now the whole family's oh, coming yeah. to church. Um,
0: kids coming up with their Bible, saying, "Can I share a passage of scripture today?" Like a child, yeah. gets to like read the Bible in front of everyone, and and it's in, absolutely incredible. Absolutely. The Family transformation that we're seeing is utterly insane. Yeah. Spouses coming and families coming together and children inviting the gospel into their household. Like it's wild yeah. the things that God is doing.
1: Yeah. And may, maybe you never take that for granted. Amen. Come on, church. If you're like me, I grew up going to church. I was born on the pew, it felt like. And sometimes like, we can take that stuff for granted. We can treat it as ordinary and common. Can I tell you it's not? Yeah. Can I tell you? Can I tell you, it's not. And so the fact that that's happening, and we're getting to experience that, and see that, and witness that, even some of us firsthand through our own families and our own friends, it's amazing. Um, it's amazing. And so we want to celebrate. So listen, I want to. My commitment. I, I kind of said this and launched Sunday. I, I, I want to challenge us to get a little old school on Sundays and to make mm-hmm. Sundays a priority for 2024. Yeah. You know, let's not. I know some of us work. We have shift work, and it's reality. But man, let's make Sundays a priority for 2024. Let's nice. let's commit to being part. Of the gathering of God and the gathering of the church and the encouragement of the believers and inspiring one another, encouraging one another, and not just being seen like someone see me, but coming to see others. Yeah. You know, coming to look for others and to encourage others. And I do, I think when you start encouraging others, you will in turn be encouraged. Absolutely. And, um, and Pastor out here preaching. <laughs> let's go. Listen, sometimes it just comes out.
0: All right, let's move this party along. That's a experienced life. Let's go through and talk about our, uh, Live in community, groups and all that stuff. So it's been wild. This it's awesome. Year. Here's
1: the reality. As we grow bigger, we have to grow smaller. Think about that one for a second.
0: Yeah. First time you said that to me, it tripped me out. <laughs>
1: yeah. When mean we mean? grow bigger as a church, we have to grow smaller in community. Because the bigger we get, the more the easier it is to slip in and slip out and nobody know me. Absolutely. Right? The, the the more the more people it is for me just to slip through the cracks and be able to kind of be unseen and sometimes I know many of us want to be that we're like I just don't want anyone to talk to me today I just having a moment you know and that's okay you're allowed to have those moments but at the end of the day if if you if you don't if you miss church three weeks in a row and nobody misses you that is a problem can we say that? can we all admit that that's a problem yeah and it's a problem we feel if we're the ones missing it like if that's us. But it's a problem for us on the other side because we've grown big, but we haven't grown smaller in the sense that we haven't stayed connected in community. And honestly, serving on a team is one great way of staying small, but also living in community through a small group is really our strategy for connecting with people all the way through Acts. We see that every day they continue to meet in the temple courts, but then they broke bread in their homes. Yeah. And they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to the number daily those who were being saved. There's this beautiful picture of coming to gather worship in the temple, gathering in, with the, the, the larger body of Christ, but then staying connected in community on a regular basis, mm-hmm. on a regular basis where we are connecting, we're eating together, we're, we're growing together. Yeah. And for us as small groups, there's a place to, to, uh, to connect with one another, support one another, and grow Together. Yeah. And if you're not in a small group, I want to encourage you to be a part of one. Yeah. I mean, James 5 tells us that therefore confess your sins one t- to another, to each other, and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Yeah. What is James telling us? Listen, we go to Jesus for salvation, but Jesus gives us a church for healing. He gives us one another for healing, that we can go to one another and walk through the things of our life through the Spirit that's guiding us and it's in us. But really, Jesus saves us, but he gives us one another to bring healing Mm -hmm. and growth and comfort. And so, I mean, what we're doing is we're robbing ourselves of that by not being in a community. Mm -hmm. You know, we're robbing ourselves of the goodness of God, of of, of something that God desperately wants to give all of us. And so, for us, small groups are really simple things. They're spiritual conversations around spiritual content that lead to spiritual growth. Right? It's not a social club. You can be social in it. We, We encourage that. But we're We having can't spirit- like each other. <laughs> yes.
0: We just have to sit and talk about the Bible. Just that's look
1: it. at each other awkwardly. Just kidding. But we want to have spiritual conversations that lead to spiritual growth, A uh, spiritual conversation on spiritual content. So a Bible study, a book study, a comment, a question, uh, whatever, and and then leads to spiritual growth inside yeah. of each one of us. Yeah, so.
0: that's incredible. Yeah, and I <clears throat> took the opportunity to be a part of a small group for the first time this year in this last semester, and I attest it's, it's been incredible to be edified and encouraged by other people who totally. I'm not necessarily around all the time.
1: And small groups, of, I mean, I'm going to speak for me, and maybe your story is like my story. Small groups are kind of one of those things that's like, you know it's coming, and part of you is like, oh, do I really have to go?
0: <laughs> I'm
1: not like that at all. I'm not going to ask a show my- <laughs> I can't wait to talk to people. <laughs> okay. I'm exposing myself a little bit <laughs> Sorry. Then. Be gentle as I open my heart to you. <laughs> And sometimes you're like, man, i really not really feeling it today. But then when you're done, you're like, man, I'm really glad I went. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's like any discipline. I think no one likes going to the gym. If you do, you're weird. You know, it's like, right? Nobody likes it. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. That's why I don't know. But, you know, but when you leave, you're like, I'm grateful I did. You sure. know, no one likes to eat healthy. Everyone wants would rather the, the sweets and the snacks. But when you don't eat like that, you're grateful you did. It's like there's the other side of like, hey, if I do the right thing, there's a positive return on that. And I got to, if I do the right thing consistently, there's positive return on growth. And so, again, it's yeah. not that it's not going to change in a day, but the simple steps repeated consistently yeah. bring change. Yeah. Let's that.
0: talk about some stats from small groups that we've seen over the last little bit.
1: Yeah. So, small groups is, is a slow, slow growth for us, right? Because, again, coming off of the heels of the last, Several years where everyone was a little bit nervous about being together and being in homes. You know, we've been growing slowly. But this last year, we had almost like a spike where we we doubled almost, over doubled. We went from 16 small groups through the course of the year to 36 small groups. It's amazing. In the course of the year that's offered fantastic. through the three semesters. And again, that's 36, not just people attending, but that's also leaders yep. who are stepping up to lead yep. and who are willing to open up their home and to lead conversations in a minimum like eight to 12 week period. And uh, and so, can we give it off to our small group yes. leaders? Man, they're amazing. they're amazing. And uh, and so, we're excited about that. We're averaging about ten person in a small group. One hundred fifty nine unique people were connected in a small group this year. That's that's insane. At least one semester for but at least that's one actually semester. wild. Yeah, 100- the percentage
0: based on our church attendance percentage. Yeah, that's like a lot.
1: So we're averaging hundred. <laughs> we're averaging about one hundred ninety one people on a Sunday currently and we had 159 connected in a small group through the guys program. that's
0: wild that doesn't happen
1: so it's amazing and again this is we're not please hear my heart cuz we're not just saying numbers to pat us on the back we're saying numbers because this is testifying of the goodness of god right and you're here because of that. You're here. You're one of these numbers, and you are testifying of God's faithfulness and consistency yeah. and sustaining, sustaining power in your life, year, day after day, week after week, month after month. Absolutely. And uh, we're good to celebrate that. Even when you version Bible app, I love you version. If you haven't figured that out yet, you will find out <laughs> real soon. You version changed my life, it changed my Bible reading habits. It, the, the, the streaks is a gimmick, and that gimmick worked on me. You know, it really did. And, uh, I love it, but you know, we do a group plan three times or four times a year. And even just seeing the engagement in our group plan grow to this last time we had 63 people do our Christmas one. That's amazing. And uh, again, I just love it. I love that we're utilizing the technology, the resources are already available for us. Yeah. And, um, and so if you haven't been part of U version, download the app, utilize it. It'll, we, we use it as much as we can yeah. for our, our notes and, uh, yeah, and yeah, so it's good. That's awesome. So uh, kind of a, one of my favorite stories, again, without giving up names, I don't want to give up names, but there are people in our church who have been a part of our church for years and years and years and have been part of small groups. But this last year, they actually led a small group for the very first time. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it's stories like that that get yeah, me really excited, totally. is that people, again, it's not just about the first steps. I love the first steps, but we celebrate the salvations and the baptisms and those are the dedications. Those are great first steps. But it's the next steps that are also just as exciting, where people who've been serving Jesus for years have are are taking another step, which is going to push them outside of their comfort zone to say, "Hey, we're going to open up our home, we're going to lead a small group, and we're going and and then to the, find the joy in doing that mm-hmm. is amazing." Yeah. And I just I'm just so grateful for that. And I, I want to encourage you if you're a partner at our church and you're you're part of our membership, our partnership, and you haven't been leading a small group, man, what's holding you back? Yeah. You know, maybe take a step. Maybe this year it's it's the growth step that you need to be able to help lead other people into Absolutely. a growing relationship with Jesus, an There's overflowing relationship like with it. Jesus. And in doing so, it's going to challenge you, you know. Absolutely. And uh so if that's you, give me a give me a talk. Give me a Give me a call. Give me a call or talk to me, and uh, and let's let's chat about that. That'd be amazing. amazing. So our hope is that we have another semester. Our second semester starts end yeah. of January, so we're going to be ready to talking about small groups again at the end of January until Easter is our next semester of small Incredible. groups. So get ready for that.
0: Yeah, that's great. Moving along, discover purpose, talking about training, seeing people take another second, third step, those kinds of things, which is amazing to see. Why don't we walk through that together?
1: Yeah. So growth track is really right now is our primary step in that category, which mobilizes people in a mission, right? So if you want to serve a team, if you want to be a partner in our church, GrowTrack is the onboarding process for that. And I love it because it gives me an opportunity to meet people, it gives people an opportunity to meet one another. It's usually a, a motley crew of people because it's, you know, we're all coming from different stages of life and different places of life. Uh, but by the end of those, a little three week time, you build some friendships, and now you know them at church on Sunday, and and we get to know, you get to know the heart of our church and what makes us uniquely different. Again, we're we're not the church in our community; we're a church in our community, yeah. and God has given us a unique personality, and so we're going to discover that. I want to let you know kind of under the hood a little bit of what how we run, uh, and then we want to help you discover who you are and who God made you to be uniquely and intentionally, and then we want to help you find where that fits. Where does that fit within the body of Christ, within our body, the body of this? local church. And so really it's three weeks. It's amazing. I love it. That's and awesome. so we've seen this year forty-six people go through growth track. We've seen twenty-two team members join our team, new team members. We've seen 14 new partners take a step and join partnership, which is kind of over and uh, over and above That's serving amazing. and just carrying the carrying the weight of That's our church. Of and so it's it's awesome. Yeah. And if you haven't been a part of that, if you're looking again to be part of it, join up for Growth Track. Starts next week, next Sunday night. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Again, just to reiterate things we've said before, like you grow through serving in such a phenomenal way that you wouldn't understand unless you actually do it. Yeah, Um, Growing in relationship is a huge one. You can attest if you're a part of a team, whether it be on the worship team or a kids team or being in the cafe, yeah, you get to connect with other people, but the people you're close with, working with, serving with, you just grow in such a a different way that it's like, it's inherently spiritual, not to make it over-spiritualized, but it's inherently spiritual that it just connects us as we're, doing kingdom work together. Absolutely. And that's it's amazing. There's nothing like it, and I can't describe it unless you actually do it. So do, do it. it.
1: <laughs> I know. The thing that I love to say, a pastor that I follow, his name is Chris Hodges, he says, the thing that I'm a part of is bigger than the part that I play. And understand that we're part of a team. We're part of something so much bigger than us. And the thing that we're a part of is bigger than... Than the part that I play. Yeah. And then I love adding, but the part that I play is critical to the thing that we're part of. Yeah. Meaning we ever we need you to do your part. Yeah. We need everybody to do something, to serve somewhere. You don't have to be everything to all people. It's impossible to do that. But you could be something to someone. Yeah. Right? And if you're not something to someone, then you're missing out on the opportunity of really Christ's model of, of calling us to serve one another. First Peter says, Each of you should serve. I uh, should use whatever gift that you have received to serve others mm. as faithful stewards. Come on now. You want to be called the faithful steward of what God has given you? Then you need to use what God has given you. That's very good. Not for your own benefit, but to serve others. In fact, you will never be fully blessed. You will never be fully fulfilled if everything you're using is for your own gain. You will always feel like you're wanting more. You'll always feel wanting more. But if you start using, keeping these, I love this idea of stewardship versus ownership. We're going to bunny trail a little bit. Ownership is beautiful. We love that term ownership. But ownership can get us looking like this, right? Mine. It's close-handed. It's mine. I'm carrying it. you have this gift. I have this gift. I have these resources. I have this time. This is mine. And I'm holding on to it. And stewardship looks like this. Stewardship is like I'm holding it. I'm carrying the weight of it. But it's, I'm not wrapping around. See, with ownership, if somebody wants to take something from you, they got to pry your fingers away to get at it, which sometimes is painful, and many of us have experienced that. But stewardship, God can take out what he wants, but God can also put in what he wants. See, ownership is I have what I have, but that's all I have. Stewardship is I have everything that God wants me to have that's good, or not have. And so I believe we're called to a life of stewardship versus ownership. I know ownership sounds beautiful, it sounds spiritual, but I think there's a there's a mindset with ownership that has a hard time just giving away. Yeah. Where stewardship is like, no, everything that God has given me, my resources, my family, my time, my talents, everything that God has given me, my spiritual gifts, is I'm stewarding it. And the best way to steward it is it to be available to serve others. Yeah. And so as what Peter is telling us, listen, this is how we become faithful stewards of God's wow. grace. That's great. is by serving by serving others yeah, in the so various forms. We
0: want to encourage you to join us for Growth Track. If you have yet to go through Growth Track, starting January 7th on a Sunday night. Sunday night, next PM. Sunday. Yep. Next Sunday at 6 p.m. Sign up on our website for Growth Track and actually take that step to actually see what God can do through you. It's incredible. Absolutely. And lastly, we uh, cap this off with make a difference. Yeah. Teams. It's, it's the overflow it, effect. Yeah, so
1: good. I love it. Oh. We, are, we have a mission statement of leading people in an overflowing relationship with Jesus, and the overflow effect is all about others, right? Because the overflow doesn't do anything for, for the, the container. The container is already full, but the overflow is for the people around it, the difference yeah. it's making. And so we, we just believe that we're called to make a difference, we're, and the, we're going to make the biggest difference through the lives of others. Mm. And so, how are we serving one another? And so, Ephesians tells us that we are God's workmanship, we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. We're actually called to do something yeah. in which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. See, God has a plan for your life. He sustained you. He's protected you. He's brought you to this moment to do the works for others. Romans 15, 13, this is our, our, our main verse. May the God to hopefully with all joy and peace as you trust in him, as you lean into relationship, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Right Again, the overflow is not for you. The overflow is for others. And so as a church, we are just committed mm-hmm. As much as we are able to, yeah. to make a difference in the lives of others. Yeah. And that happens in our giving. yeah, That also happens in our serving. And as a church, we can celebrate the faithfulness of God. I, I am blown away and constantly amazed and full of gratitude of the faithfulness of God in our church when it comes to generosity.
0: Yeah, it's wild.
1: It's unbelievable. We are constantly blown away. This year, can I just testify, this is not... A, any one person, this is all of us this year, we, as a church, we have invested over 65,000 dollars into missions this year. You have given 65,000 dollars into local, national and global missions this year. It's amazing. Like, I'm, I don't even know how, what to say to that, <laughs> other than thank you. You you are stewarding what God has given you. And it's unbelievable to be able to witness that and to be part of that with you. And uh, as a church, we are committed to giving a minimum of 10% that comes in, goes out into missions, a minimum. And uh, we are committed to that. And so God has been so faithful, and there's organizations in our own community that are beneficiaries of that, organizations nationally and globally. We have global partners around the world who are beneficiaries of that. And uh, you can go to our website, harvardchurch.com slash missions, and you will see all the partners that we support. Yeah, but that's absolutely awesome. It's, uh, and So I just want to thank you for your faithfulness yeah. and your generosity. And on behalf of all those who received your generous, they, they say thank you. Yeah. And um, so we're so grateful for that. In addition to that, we did 159 shoeboxes this year. Yeah, so again, that was amazing. We're practical. Um, you know, part of that 65,000 that went up for missions, $16,630 came in through our Compassion offering this year. That's amazing. $16,000. Yeah. And again, all these things are just, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Like, honestly, thank you, Lord. And thank you for your faithfulness and your generosity. Yeah. Um, one of the stories that I'm really excited about, we have a small group called Hands in Motion that Donna McKenzie leads and, uh, and others who are there. And they meet every week, and they're, they're very crafty people. Very crafty people. <laughs> And this year, or they started Christmas, I think they started Christmas last year, is they started, they felt compelled to make handmade Christmas, or greeting cards, or Christmas cards. Beautifully handmade cards, crafted. And they would put a little sticker on the back that said from the Harvard Church. And then they went and delivered them to the nursing homes and community, uh, nursing homes and hospitals in our area, so that those who are in the nursing homes who don't have the ability to go and buy a, a card could still send a card to their loved ones for free. And this year, including Christmas last year and this year, they've made a thousand cards. A thousand cards. They have given away a thousand cards. And so there's a group of ladies that meet every Tuesday afternoon, I believe, and they just craft and they talk about God and the goodness of God, and they talk with their families and they craft and they make a difference real practically. And then Sharon Douglas goes and drops them off. She's known as the card lady. And every time she shows up, <laughs> They just come flocking because they want to get first crack at these greeting cards. And that's these, amazing. And what a beautiful! It's so
0: cool to see. Like I know, again, I don't want to sound silly, but it's so cool to just see those the gospel reality of loving people in such simple ways. Very practical, um, and that's so that's really cool.
1: Yeah, that's very incredible. special. And then in addition to that, I think they made over three hundred or hundred sorry, hundred knitted hats, knitted baby hats for the Walkerton Hospital. That's amazing. And, and so again, just there's. You may not be able to do what other what somebody else does. You may not be able to knit a hat. Don't ask me to knit you a hat. It will not look like a hat. Um, it will look like a ball of yarn is what it'll look like. Um, but there's so, but we can all do something. Yeah, we can all do something. And I think my prayer for us this year as a church is that each one of us would find our something. That's good. That each one would find our something. What what is that something that I can do? That God has positioned me with opportunity, with relationships, with resources with the gift sets that I can do that no one else can do. And if I don't do it, no one else is going to do it. Yeah. And so what's that something that we can do? And so I just want to really encourage you to, you know, if you're not a part of our dream team and you're not serving on a team, listen, what are you waiting for? Like, honestly, like, (laughs) and and I've said this before, you're more than welcome to come to our church and, and partake and, and just be a member, like a regular attender. And, but I tell you what, you're going to feel a little bit uncomfortable if you're not serving somewhere. You're going to start to feel a little bit like, hey, maybe there's more to do. And there is more. Because it's not just about serving one another, but it's how we can serve our community. So we want to invite you into that journey. And so here's my, my kind of prayer for 2024. I was reading Joel, Joel 2, 28. He says, afterward, he says, I, this is God speaking through Joel. I will pour my spirit on all people. Can someone say all people? All people. Can someone say me? Because me. I'm going to pour my spirit on you, on everybody. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men, your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servant, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit. Listen, he is just covering everybody. There's nobody outside of this. There's nobody too far. There's nobody not qualified. There's nobody not social at the right social status. He's like everybody's available. Why? So that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That's good. Listen, God's not pouring out his spirit for our own benefit. He's pouring out a spirit for the benefit of those who do not know him. He's pouring out a spirit so that men and women, young and old, boys and girls, the prodigals, the babies, will know Jesus. Will know Jesus. And as a church, I'm just committed. I'm committed to being a church that tells people about Jesus. And my prayer is that you will allow the Holy Spirit to pour out. You know, the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit poured out on a prophet for a time and a space. And sometimes that was just even for a very short period of time. In the New Testament, Jesus pours out and gives us the Holy Spirit for all people for all time. That we can lean on, rely on, and understand that the Holy Spirit is there to convict us and to correct us. He's there to encourage us and empower us. And he's also there to guard us and to guide us. And the Holy Spirit is empowering us to actually make a difference. It's the overflow effect of our life is actually empowered by the Holy Spirit. John, Jesus tells in John 15 that I'm the vine and you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You can't actually produce the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of goodness and godliness, apart from being connected to me. And so as we stay connected to the source, he will empower us to produce the fruit that serves others and leads others to Jesus. And I believe that this year... Spencer, I don't know how you feel. I, I just believe that 2024 is going to be a year of miracles. I believe God's going to. we're going to see people get saved. And I think the greatest miracle we will see on this side of heaven, I mean, I would, I, I would love to see a limb grow back. Don't get me wrong. But more than that, I want to see a, someone who's dead come to life in Christ. I think the greatest miracle we will ever see is when a heart that is hard softens to the goodness of God, softened by the grace of God. Can we pray for those kind of miracles this year? Man, maybe you know someone. Maybe you're praying for that one person, that, that son, that daughter, that, that loved one, that spouse. Can we just believe that this is going to be the year of miracles where God's going to raise and, and break the broken heart, right? It's going to break the broken heart and breathe life into one another again. So this year I'm just, I'm just committed that we will be a people who just continue to proclaim the goodness of God, yeah. continue to gather, continue to encourage one another, Continue to serve where God leads us. And continue to pray that his spirit will flow through us to make a difference in the lives of others. Can we be a people who commit to bringing Jesus to people every day, wherever we go, and then commit to bringing people to Jesus on Sundays?
0: Well, I hope that message was an encouragement to you today. I want to challenge you to stay tuned and take a listen to Sunday Encore, where we have a more candid conversation about the practical application of Sunday's message.